Let me record. I'm recording. You want to kick it off? Yep. So, one, two, three. You want to do two more? Yeah, let's do another one. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. That was kind of loud. Um, cool. Uh, hello, weary internet travelers. And uh, welcome to a greeting you've heard before. I am many uh, times. Yeah, many times. Uh, I am MJ Smith, and this is episode zero of Name Redacted. And uh, that is not the official name of the podcast. Or is it? It might be. We I don't know. We don't, we don't know yet because here's here's what happened. This is episode zero of a new podcast that's going to be, I think, monthly here on the Real Perspective feed. And this is a celebration of movies that we love. Uh, You've already heard a familiar voice um, commenting, and that is Corey Tindall. Hello, Internet world. I'm back again with MJ. What's up, Corey? I don't know. I'm just, I, I stumbled into this place, and there was a microphone in front of me, and I was like, you know what? It seems like a good day to talk about movies. Good. So that's where we are. Yep, that is exactly how this happened. Uh, this is <laughs> this is the intro episode of a, of a podcast we've been teasing for some time now. Uh, it's something you guys would have heard about in more detail had the uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode of Real Perspective, may it rest in peace, actually gotten recorded <laughs> correctly. Um, but this is something... That uh, if you're unfamiliar with myself or Corey, we used to host a show called The Before and After Show. If you look hard enough on the Real Perspective feed, you can find the archive of that show. Um, But what happened is Corey moved away. I did. uh, It made me a sad boy. And... uh, I cried a lot, too. And we were talking about, like, is there any way we could podcast again? Because we missed it. We missed podcasting with each other. Yes. And Real Perspective is only every two weeks-ish. And uh, there's just... There's a lot of podcasting I would like to do, um, but, uh, and, and, you know, before and after show was a weekly show, so I'm used to that schedule, and so mm-hmm. I kind of felt like a podcast hole was missing in my life, and... yeah. I we were kind of podcast. Yeah, we were we were kind of kicking around ideas and we settled on this idea where each of us made a list of our 100 favorite movies of all time uh independently of each other. We actually just saw it for the first time before we hit record on this episode. And we're going to be talking about every single one of those movies on each other's list so this is going to be a yes uh, a limited number of episodes but i mean we're going to be talking about 200 movies over the course of it so it's going to be a, a good length of time and uh you know we had a name for this podcast we really did we, we really did. really did we planned we were we were prepared we were ready to come out the gate and like let you guys know and be like, boom, yep. here we are. Uh, but but uh, we we hesitated on uh, getting the show together. I had some medical stuff that I had to deal with over the summer. We were originally going to release this in July. It's now August and we're just getting around to episode zero. So the original title of this uh, podcast was <laughs> The Movies That Made Us because these are the movies that are uh, like have have shaped our lives over the years 
Mm-hmm. Well, something happened in the in the in the four week hesitation. Uh, completely. <laughs> so what what I want to say? Yes, because actually, what did happen? The, MJ? the whole story here is really fascinating. Um, trailers from Hell and Joe Dante, the uh, B movie director, started a podcast called The Movies That Made Me. And the premise of that show is they talk about their favorite movies with different celebrity guests. Um, And that's basically exactly what this show is. And uh, once again, our IP was not out there. Yes. It is in no way plagiarism of any sort. It's just two entities arrived at the same, I'll say it, really good idea around the same time. And one of them got started before the other one uh yeah it's it's definitely a case of that now what's weird great minds think alike same day that happened there was a big case of that um brianne chandler who works i want to say with collider but i could be wrong maybe she, she works with the schmodown um the schmo's no network so um she has a she started a, 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 a oh yes thread on Twitter last year called Film Therapy where people told her their problems and she prescribed movies and she spun that out into a podcast called Film Therapy and movie prescriptions ended up being a segment that she did on the podcast. IMDb took that idea and is making it a video series starring Kevin Smith. They did not ask her permission. They they did not credit her as the creator of that idea. Oh. Uh, I don't know if they did, in fact, take it from Ms. Chandler, but it was a big deal. Um, because Film Therapy has been around for almost a year as a podcast. And this IMDb show is really new. It's like two weeks old. Luckily, that worked out in... Uh, Kevin Smith is going to be on Film Therapy, and Brianne Chandler is going to be on uh, Movie Doctor, is what IMDb's version is called. And so they're they're definitely making it right of like two the 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 two ideas are coexisting, and it's a weird thing that happened. So whether or not it was maliciously plagiarized, they're making it right now that they uh, have been called out on it. Uh, at the very least, everyone seems to think. Kevin Smith was not in the know um, about it or else he wouldn't have done it. Um, And he certainly wouldn't have, you know, reached across the aisle. So uh, that like, that's a good Mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, that happened that morning. And then that afternoon I found out about the movies that made me and I was like, well, what the hell? Like, this is the same. (laughs) This is the same thing. Yeah, it's sort of the same situation, but our podcast technically doesn't exist yet. So they just kind of beat us to it. Um, so uh situation we don't have a name for this show yet uh i am kind of at a loss for what to call it i've been trying to rack my brain for it but Corey, it is my understanding that you have a name for the podcast or some ideas at least yes i have a couple ideas and as part of this fun episode zero we are going to give you guys some behind the scenes you know like we're going to be putting together some of this podcast the formatting some of this stuff for you guys to listen in on and kind of see before we get the ball rolling on this so a couple of the ideas 
that came to mind because of this unfortunate scenario. Uh, we wanted to call it the movies that made us. I was thinking maybe we could play something along the lines of like, um, like movies in our blood or like DNA of movies or our movie DNA, uh, something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. The movie genome project. Um, <laughs> yes. No. Um, Okay, yeah, I like that. I like movie DNA. I like that one a lot. Should we have some sort of, like, disclaimer, like, our movie DNA? Like, you know, we're going to say the movies that made us, or should we just... Um, yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, I like our movie DNA. Yeah, I mean, I like it, um... I'm trying to think if there's any other like creative way that I could like massage this title. I like the DNA concept. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, and this is not a final title at all. So, listeners, if you have a better title, please let us know. We will probably use it. No, MJ, um, this is part of the show. If, this is like people are excited because it's like we're doing this here, and then we have to hard commit to it. Yes. Yeah. And as a matter <laughs> of fact. Uh, what I will say is if if you have an idea for the show title, um, let us know on social media. We'll give our Twitter handle and stuff like mm-hmm. that out. And we'll we'll circle back around to this. If we pick your idea, we'll get you a little something. Um, maybe we can, you know, uh, get you a DVD of one of your 100 favorite movies that you don't own. Yes. Um. I think that would be yeah. Fair. We could we could totally um, do that, or we could send you one of our favorite hundred movies at random and hope that you like it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I really like that. You never know what you're gonna get. Um, a little mystery. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good one. That's a good MJ, idea. It's like, like it's like so our mystery box. Yeah, there you go. But it actually gets open. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so so we don't have a title officially for the podcast. Um, we'll have one eventually, but uh, right now I think getting this out to you guys is more important than having a name. And uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, um, I think we need a, a, a sort of a primer on the hosts. If you listen to Real Perspective, you know who I am. You've heard Corey before if you listen to the Before and After show. But it's been, what, three years, four Has years? Has it really been that long? Since... I think I, so, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Man, okay. Yeah, okay. This has been a while. I, I want to say four years. Because I think I started it the year before I got married, and I'm coming up on my three-year an- wedding anniversary. Wow. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it's been four years since we embarked on this podcast adventure. Holy moly. Wow. Um, So with that, uh, you guys may not have been listening from the beginning because that's a lot of episodes. That is a lot. And uh, so me, I'm MJ Smith. Uh, I'm sure you know who I am. I host Real Perspective. I am aspiring uh, to be a movie critic at some point slash movie journalist. And uh, I'm very active on Twitter at MJSmith891. 
Um, I, I came to movies, you know, I was just thinking about this today, actually. This isn't one of those cheesy, like, radio segments <laughs> where it's like, I was think- just thinking about this. I actually was just thinking about this today. Ugh. Um, I have seen the world through the lens of movies for the better part of my entire life. And I can, you know, I always tell this story about how what really unlocked movies for me was uh, access to piracy um, in my high school years. And uh, I've since remedied that all those (laughs) movies I pirated and loved. I now own. Um, But it really did open up the door for me. Um, But, you know, I was I was thinking about it and. Someone on Twitter today brought up the movie The Page Master. I don't know if you remember this movie at all. That's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, I loved that movie as a kid. And I remember it being a movie I wanted to show to people. And that came out the same year as The Lion King. And The Lion King was my first favorite movie. I watched that movie every day when I was in first grade. Much to the chagrin of my parents, I'm sure. <laughs> to the point where my sister and I typed out the whole script and made puppets on paper plates of the characters. And we ended up doing it in our first grade class as a play. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like I said, when, when piracy was opened up to me as a world, um, that really did unlock movies for me. I don't think I was a sheltered kid, uh, but my parents did keep an eye on what I watched and what I listened to. And uh, I think that that all happened until I was about 16. And then when I was about 16 is when I got my very first computer. Um, my parents are older. And so we didn't get a computer until really late. Um, and <laughs> I downloaded a bunch of movies and I watched them. And that's kind of when my parents stopped caring about what I watched. Um, mm-hmm. And that really opened up a world of cinema to me that I hadn't seen, which is bunch of r-rated movies <laughs> and really the, the 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 world that that i started to inhabit was you know uh those of quentin tarantino and early ridley scott and even though not an r-rated movie but uh, monty python and the holy grail um the first one that really unlocked cinema as an art form to me and will this is in my top 10 favorite movies, I think. It's at the very least in my top 20, and so we'll do an episode on it. Is Punch Drunk Love by Paul Thomas Anderson. I adore that movie so much. And it was the first time that I watched a movie and saw art in it. And that movie, like, really, really blew open the doors of cinema as an art form. Cinema as an experience um and i know it all sounds kind of pretentious and paul thomas anderson is kind of pretentious but i really 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 love that movie and it really opened up this world of cinema to me it really is what got me thinking critically about movies it's what got me to read criticism i actually used to watch i was a weird kid uh, now that I think about it, and I used to watch Siskel and Ebert all the time, like at like nine, ten years old, I was watching Siskel wow. and Ebert all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, I was, I was kind of born with this love of cinema inside me, and just that was the movie that really unlocked it for me. Um, so from that moment forward, I was the movie guy, and. 
as a result of being the movie guy, everyone told me I needed to write criticism. The internet was just kind of taking off with all these, you know, big sites like uh, Ain't It Cool and Joe Blow and all Mm -hmm. that. Um, And finally, my senior year of high school, I started writing reviews and I kept it up for a solid three or four years. And, uh, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and, um, I've written for various sites over the years. I've been on several podcasts besides this. Um, And it just really opened up this world of criticism to me. And it's something people have always said I should do. I, you know, if you talk to basically anyone who wants to be a professional film critic, they all have the same story, which is... Oh, right out of high school or in high school, I got my first job at Blockbuster, at Hollywood Video, at Video City, at Family Video. I did that. My first job was at Hollywood Video. Uh, I did maybe six months there. And then uh, two years later, I was at Blockbuster as it was sinking into the ground. And uh, I mean, that's that was my film school, man. Like. Even, like, Tarantino's film school, he says, was working in a blockbuster. And you really, like, watch a ton of movies when you work (laughs) at Blockbuster, man. Um, And it really, really, really opened up this world of cinema. Just having access to, you know, these movies so conveniently for me. And, uh, yeah, that really, really fostered it. And, you know, we got employee discounts. And so through that, I really fostered this, like... It's not it's not a massive collection, but a decently sized collection of, of DVDs and Blu-rays over the years. And uh, I don't know. It's it's you know, cinema's always meant a lot to me. I think there's a lot we can learn from cinema. I think, you know, they're modern. Like to to use once again some maybe pretentious sounding language. I think they're very much our modern mythology. Um, I think they really movies really help shape how we view the world um and how we process the world you know i think movies are political in the broadest sense of that term and i don't mean that movies you know take a hard stance either way left or right or center or whatever some of them do Mm -hmm. that's a function of certain movies absolutely um but i think that when i say movies are political i i mean that the best movies think of your favorite movies they have a viewpoint they come from somewhere, yep. right? And that's what makes them connect with you because they feel like uh, an idea, right? They don't feel like a product. They feel like an idea. Yeah. They feel like something someone had in their brain that came out into the world. And so that's what I mean when I say they're political. I mean, they have a viewpoint. And, um, you know, there are movies on my list that I don't necessarily agree with the viewpoint, but they are outstanding. Yeah. And... uh I think that that because movies are that thing, they're so important to our modern society. Um, now, they're not as important as, like, doctors and police and stuff. <laughs> like, absolutely, I understand that they are not essential to day-to-day living. However, I think that um, a world devoid of movies does not foster good a movie devoid of movies or art i should say um because some people don't like movies and that's fine but if you don't like movies i guarantee you like some form of art um and uh i think a a world devoid of art 
does not encourage critical thinking. And I think critical thinking is so um, necessary to how we live our lives. Um, now, there are, that doesn't mean everyone's a movie critic or, you know, th- there's that famous thing like everyone's a critic. But like, yeah, kind of like if you don't develop critical thinking skills, you're bad at life. Right. <laughs> and I think I think I think the, the processing of art really helps that because when something connects with you, what's the question you ask yourself? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why did that connect with me? What did I like about it? What is it that made me? You know, like very few people are just like, that's a good movie. And then move on with their lives. Like, um, you, and you may outwardly say that, but in your brain, somewhere in the back of your head, you're going, okay, why did I think that was a good movie? What, what was it about it? Was it, you know, and, and, and the people like us who watch movies all the time have, you know, the insider lingo for it of like the shot composition and the visual storytelling and the sound design yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, but at a base level, you can be like, oh, that guy was really good in it. Or I really liked that action scene I really like the way this shot looked, you know, like you're, you're actively synthesizing those things when you take in a movie. And so, um, it's just movies are my preferred art form to, to, to watch and take in. Uh, everyone has one, I think. And I think that they are much more valuable than people say they are. Um, Corey, uh, uh, without pointing specific fingers, you and I come from a world that tends to write this stuff off. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and it's very disappointing. Um, it's very disappointing. Um, because I feel like people, like, I feel like the same people who write this stuff off are the same people I see posting that they're at the movies every weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I also think that they write off this art form, but they there's still something they enjoy. There's still some art form that they like that they connect with, yeah. right? And uh, I think people fail to realize that when they write off movies, that it's just another form of art. It's another extension of it. And uh, so that's like my whole philosophy here. And um, what led to this podcast is uh, I I like celebrating movies. I think, you know, on on the on the 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 um, Mission Impossible episode of Real Perspective, I said this thing that might sound a little cheesy but I really think it's true. Like my favorite movie franchise is movies. Like I just like movies so much. And I know that sounds like a very Tom Cruise answer. I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw on Twitter this last week where like, uh, they were like, what are some specific movies? And it was like, has Tom Cruise ever seen a movie? Because his answer across like eight or 10 interviews was like, Oh, I just, I just love movies. And it's like, okay, but we asked you what are some specific movies? And he was just like, I love them. I movies all all the movies yeah it, yeah and so you know it's it's not that when i say that i'm not being you know i think the reason tom cruise says that is because he's too famous to actually exist as a normal human being is so if he singles out movies other people are gonna be like well why didn't he say that about my movie and uh you know when i say that my favorite movie franchise is movies i, I mean that there's something for everyone in this art form. Um, and I think, you know, different people have different favorite movies for a reason for, because they have different life experiences and because they have different, uh, uh, ways that they approach the world and ways that they, they view the world. And I think that's great. And I think that even people who have the same favorite movie can have that favorite movie for a completely different reason as another person. And I think that right there is 
proof of the necessity of this art form. Um, and I think that's what I really, you know, that that's not, and I know that was kind of dry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that that's a good mission statement for this podcast. Um, right. So what did, what, what was our mission statement for, um, before and after show, Corey? It was to help people watch movies better. Right. So our mission statement for this one is to, uh, it's, it's essentially the same. It's, it's a matter of degrees of difference, mm-hmm. but I think it's to help movie, help people understand why they like the movies that they like. Um, almost, almost if, <laughs> I'm going to get playfully blasphemous here. Almost like cinematic apologetics. New name of the podcast, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, there's um, our name. Yeah, so uh, cinematic apologetics is... Um, uh, well, well, it's not something that's <laughs> a thing. Uh, it's a thing I We're gonna make apologetics if you don't yeah. know. Uh, apologetics is a form of Christian study that is essentially why we believe what we believe. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the 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 boiling the distillation of what apologetics is. So when I say cinematic apologetics, it is why we like the movies that we like. And I think that's a good that's how I'm approaching this. Corey, you might have a different um, goal set in mind, but uh, I'm going to do also another thing that. Uh, uh that i do um in my life and that is uh cory i have another bizarre beverage um oh, yes. that i'm about to drink uh so <laughs> if you if you listened uh if you've listened to before and after show or our film school uh segments on before and after show uh you know i like weird drinks and uh not necessarily alcoholic my wife and i went to los angeles this last weekend as kind of a last vacation before um, she heads back to school cause she's a teacher and we hit up this place called Galco's soda pop stop. And it is a grocery store that sells nothing but soda from around the world. So right now I have a sweet blossom orange or sweet blossom rose petal soda. So oh. I'm going to take a drink of that and you can hear it probably. I can. I'll let you know how it is. And then, uh, Corey, you can tell your story. So. Here we go. Uh, Sweet Blossom Rose Petal Soda. Winner? It's real good. All right. Wow. It's real good. Although it did alert me to the fact that I need dinner. (laughs) Um, That was really sweet, too. Wow. Um, All right. So, Corey, what is is your background with with movies, and, and what is your sort of personal mission statement for this all right so hi everybody like we've said before uh my name's Corey, and uh i'm glad to be here today no but um i'm really excited i love podcasting and i guess kind of where this all starts for me with the movies is very i guess unlike mj i i grew up like watching movies but i didn't i guess i didn't have this like strong gravitation towards them like i liked movies but i wasn't like i have to seek this out i have to uh like be so um entranced by the movie or try to figure out like how do all these different things work i just i liked movies growing up i probably a lot more of my interest was in video games and 
Um, yeah, that's kind of what I did. And growing up, though, I always enjoyed characters and I always enjoyed good stories. And so that was something that even in some of the video games I played, I looked for that sort of thing. And so jumping over to college, I ended up majoring in English uh, with a like emphasis in literature. And so a lot of the stuff that I studied like had to do with those things like characters and ideas and themes. Um, a lot of the literary criticism, and that's kind of like where my background in, I guess, reviewing or a lot of the perspectives or how I learned to do like criticism or like pull things out, think critically about these things. It came from analyzing lots of story and literature and ideas and characters and all that sort of thing. And like I said, I always liked movies, but I didn't really like love them. Uh, there was there was a time in high school where I remember watching a movie and being very aware that like it was a film. And what I mean by that it was being very aware of like the camera is doing different things. There's techniques being used to help tell the story or to convey a message to me. And so I was aware of those sort of things, but I didn't really like dwell upon them i was like oh that was really cool and i just remember walking away from seeing that movie that night just being like wow that was really interesting and i super i got distracted by my phone going off what movie did you say oh i didn't actually i didn't name it but we will talk about it on this podcast but um it's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind it's not my favorite movie i don't love the thematic message that it tells but the cinematography and all the things surround they do a lot of like practical stuff in camera and so for me there was a Mm -hmm. lot of i'd never really experienced that sort of filmmaking and so i was just very aware that i was watching a movie and like i said fast forward past college studying literature and all that stuff i still watched movies and i liked them and i was very much like in i guess like different pockets of culture where it's like I would still go to the theater and watch movies and all that sort of thing. And then MJ approached me and was like, hey, I'm doing this podcast because, you know, I I moved here from Kansas, got married and, you know, started to develop friendships with different people. I got to know MJ and MJ was like, hey, I'm doing this movie podcast. And I had I had guested on his podcast before. And I was like, for New York, New York. Yes, for New York, New York. And then he uh, invited me back to talk about Jurassic World. And I mean, like, that's where it all started. But it is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So from that invitation, and that was all, it was like this perfect storm of like, I was starting to get more into movies. I was getting way more into podcasts at that time. And so like MJ saying like, I'm doing a movie podcast. I was super excited about that. And I love supporting what people are passionate about. This is the thing that I'm I'm just really like excited to hear like the things people love. And so I was like, yeah, man, like I'll totally come guest on your podcast and da da da. And then a few months after that Jurassic world podcast, MJ approached me and was like, Hey, I would love for you to co-host this podcast with me. And I was like, what? And, you know, I just remember our conversation. You're like, yeah, you know, like I, I, we have a lot of good like chemistry talking on mic and like, you know, a fair amount of like just 
different stuff of like narrative and how stories works and characters, but you kind of bring this different angle because of like my literature background and yeah. And like that, the rest was history. And then we did the before and after show for a while. And when I moved away. And so the next part of this chapter for me, were movies like getting to analyze them every week and just to like learn more about how they were made was very instrumental in just growing my love of them. And I think it was it was a love that I always had, but like it really hadn't been awakened until I did this podcast and like hearing how much MJ would love movies and then I get to talk about them and like bring all these things to the surface, like with all these skills that I had learned previously of like how to pull out themes or big ideas or like talk about characters. It's like, oh, that's like a foil character. And like, you know, like that was a callback to this or the visual storytelling did this. And it just really deepened my love of film and cinema. And so fast forward after moving, the the last part of this chapter is that I started, I was given an opportunity. I work for a nonprofit that does a lot of uh, things tied to creative arts. And I got the opportunity to study filmmaking. And so over the past couple years of living here I've grown a lot in how to shoot movies and how to tell stories and so that has deepened my love of movies from a different angle from a different perspective and that's like how are they how how the movies are made how the shots are composed like why did the cinematographer choose to move the camera that way or why did the director say like I want it shot this way or I want this thing to be conveyed there's a lot more of that stuff as i've been learning about filmmaking that has just opened up this whole new side of movies to me and it's like we've talked about this stuff before when i do film criticism but to be behind the camera and to be doing some of that myself and like you know seeing like okay like spielberg does this in his types of shots like he likes to do this sort of transition thing like how can i put that into my short film or like find out those techniques. It's just opened up a whole deeper appreciation for films for me. And so I'm excited to come into this podcast with a lot more of that now as like an angle that I'm looking at movies because there's a lot that I've learned just studying films and taking just different courses and filmmaking and having made a couple short films myself and, you know, like quick plug. We have a YouTube channel. It's called Real Filmmaking. Hey. And I do a lot of stuff where I teach basic concepts about filmmaking. It's kind of like a walk with me through my journey of filmmaking. I break down different films like, oh, I really like this scene. Or I talk about like characters or storytelling, different things like that. And so as I've been growing in all of that, I'm excited to come to this podcast and look at movies and like you said, MJ, like what makes us like movies? Like why do we connect with them? And so now I'm even going to have this different lens to look at a lot of these movies that I really loved because of certain reasons and to see like, oh, now I can kind of articulate more of like why I love that, you know, like whether it be a thematic mm. thing or it be more of an aesthetic thing. Or it's like, you know, something to do with like the cinematography or the direction or the script, all that sort of stuff. So I'm very excited, but like that's kind of me in a nutshell. I call myself now more of a like a uh, an independent film enthusiast. I like 
Okay. I like making movies, uh, shooting short films, learning lots of different things. I love the process of creating, of telling stories, of digging into stories and finding like what's there. So yeah, hmm. I'm really excited. And I mean, and I love podcasting and I love podcasting with you. So it's, 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 yeah. it's a great uh, convergence <clears throat> of all the things that I love. And so that's kind of like me in a nutshell. Cool. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really good. And I think that, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, honestly, when it boils down to it, we missed podcasting yeah, each other. Yeah. And <laughs> <clears throat> that we this is an excuse to do that again. Um, but that being said, uh, we have compiled lists. Um, mine has changed while Corey was talking. I don't know if he saw that or not. Nope. Um, so uh, I am sharing my screen with him right now. So <laughs> I actually, I think I've removed three and added three movies to my list since the beginning of the show. Um, we have compiled a list of our 100 favorite movies of all time. And what I want to say before we get into the nitty gritty of that is it's probably wrong. Um, yep. you know, <laughs> it is, it is probably not officially my hundred favorite movies of all time, but that's, it's a lot. Yes. Um, and I think we both had different philosophies going into it. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Yes. Um, but there's some rules we're going to have regarding the list because it is such an ever evolving thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have until the beginning of the next episode. To finalize the list. So I can, we can change our lists as much as we want as this podcast goes on in the next month. And then by the time we hit record on episode one of Cinematic Apologetics, if that's what we want to call it, uh, then that is, that is our final 100 going forward till the end of the podcast. Um, one thing that to sort of uh, give you guys another peek behind the curtain, um, the first one of this was accidental with not having a name for the show. Yep. But uh, I think that um, one of the things we're, we're deciding on is whether or not we want to do one movie a month or two movies a month. Um, if we did one movie a month, we would just trade off, you know, like one week we would do my number 100. The next or one month we would do my number 100. Uh, the next month we would do, uh, Corey's number 100. It would take us 200 months to get through, uh, through those lists, or we could do our number, our individual number 100s. Um, I'm open to the idea of both. I don't really have a strong preference either way. Um, what do you think, Corey? My vote is that this is going to be a long process regardless, and I'm excited about it. I I like the idea because, you know, like we're doing this as an exploration of both of us. I like the idea of each there being just a hundred episodes and each episode we mm. talk about, you know, our corresponding numbers. So episode a hundred and, you know, we talk about your movie for like half an hour. We talk about my movie for half an hour, whatever. But I like the idea of getting like both of our perspectives on each one. And so every... Whoa, hey, careful. You're stepping on the toes of the other show. What? Perspect- perspective? Real perspective? What are we... What? what? Um, but I like, I like getting the different, you know, 
vantage points of like we're coming at these different movies and talking about them. So that's what my vote is. Mm-hmm. I vote that we do two episode, two movies every episode. I actually agree with that based on that logic. So yeah, let's do that. So officially um, we will be doing our number 100 favorite movies, which means at the very least our 100 has to be locked in by the time we, uh, by the time we uh, uh, <laughs> finish recording this so that we have time to watch the movies. Because my number 100, you're going to have to rent, I think. All <laughs> um, right. As it stands right now. But yeah, I like that idea of, of and that logic of, you know, we figure it out. We, we Like you said, we each have our perspective represented. Yeah. And to kind of get the other person's, because I know, I haven't looked at your list. Is Eternal Sunshine on it your list? It is on my list. I friggin' hate that movie. So uh, those are actually what I'm really looking forward to is the episodes where one of us feels strongly the opposite of the other person, maybe about one of their favorite movies. Yay for controversy. Um, yeah. And well, the thing is, like, Corey and I don't like we're not going to be douches. No, about no. It. But, you know, I really, really dislike that movie, Eternal Sunshine. But I'm going to watch it again. I've seen it twice. I will watch it a third time. I think that's another ground rule is no matter how recently you've seen it, you should probably watch the movie before the next episode. Yes, I would agree. Because um, there, there are some movies on here that I think I've seen pretty recently, but I'm going to watch it again. Um, just because I think I think watching it from the idea of like, why is this... Corey's one of his 100. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's important. Um, what else? Do we have any other rules? We what about add? when we have crossover or when we have duplicates? Ah, yes. 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 Um, that's a tough one because I was looking at our lists and we have kind of a lot. Yeah. We have some common interests across the board. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Do you have an idea? I don't. I really don't know, man. I mean, you know, because I know Creed is in your top twenty, and so, mm-hmm. and Creed's on my list. So, uh, but I like the idea of us having a hundred episodes because if we say like, oh yeah, like we're just going to talk about that movie on that episode and then like cut it. It's like we all of a sudden like have a hole, you know, for. Yeah. 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 So I'm wondering if on those episodes we do just the person. Cause I think, I don't think we have any that line up on the same number. We just have the person talk about it and it will be a shorter episode. We the person who's listed like so so you know um, for example I won't give it away I won't give away the position of this film on your list but you have La La Land higher than I do yes um so I think when it, I, we're gonna get to my La La Land first and so I think I'll talk about it and then when we get to your La La Land you'll talk about it. Yes, but I feel like there's going to be some natural conversation that happens because, you know, if I'm like, you know, if I'm like, I love La La Land and you're like, I hate La La Land, 
part of the that's why it's in my top 100 part of, part of the intrigue is that like people are listening to hearing like our different perspective and it's not a matter of like convincing the other person but it's like allowing them to you know for us to have a dialogue and for like yeah sure. for all of you guys listening to be like okay like why does Corey really love that and mj hates that or vice versa or it's like oh i didn't think about this thing that mj liked so i just had an idea as i was we're talking about this because duplicates are going to come up. What if we did something like when duplicates come up, like we we will just discuss them like on that episode. So like La La Land, it will come up sooner than yours. And like we talk about it and I will say like, hey, that is my whatever. And so when we get to La La Land on my list, maybe we do something like, a roulette choice or something where we choose another random movie or maybe we choose maybe we choose a movie we hate to like fill that spot and be like why like something i like the idea of doing something like kind of different because we have some overlap and i want the conversations to be natural like when i have an idea yes what if when we get to what if we just what if it's what if we just freaking turtles all the way down this biz <laughs> and when we get to the so see okay okay because you have la la land i think priority for talking about the film itself should go to whoever has it closest to number 1 yeah. on their list so, like, for instance, I have La La Land lower on my list than you yeah. do. When we get to my La La Land, let's take one of the movies that inspired Damien Chazelle to make La La Land and talk about that instead. And then we'll talk about La La Land when we get to your La La Land. Okay, so... Like, when we get to La La Land for you, we would look at what inspired mm-hmm. him to make that movie, and then we... Yeah, so, like, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg or yeah. something. Or Singing in the Rain. Yeah, but Singing in the Rain's on my list, your list? I think it's, it's on, on both, both of ours. Um, okay. Yeah, I like... Yes, I like that. I'm I'm still, like, kind of, like, massaging... Like, I would like to do something even a little bit more extreme or something, like, different. Like, like okay. something that would just be, you know, like, I don't know why. I'm thinking, like, it would be, like, our version of, like, it's like a wild card episode. It's like, hey, we have this thing. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. And so then, like, when we get to the other person's duplicate, we do something fun i mean maybe we can massage this out like a little bit later i mean i guess we can try to lock it down here yeah we 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 have three episodes until we get to one um i think bridge of spies no bridge of spies is not on mine uh singing in the rain you have yours lower than i have it i think yes i think so is singing in the rain mine is it on mine Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have until 
One, two, yeah, episode three to really think about. Yeah, but we'll figure something cool out. I I like the idea of doing something that kind of subverts that, but like giving us both like, I want the conversations to still be organic. So I don't want to be like, oh yeah, yeah, it's my movie. So I'm not going to talk about it, even though it's on your list. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that's the only other like big issue like that we need to talk about besides, you know, like, the other stuff we've talked about previously. Okay, cool. Um, so that is, that'll remain work in progress. Um, what I'd like to do now um, in our remaining few minutes is I would like to talk about each other's lists. Um, I think we should look at each other's lists and come up with five movies from the other person's list that you're excited to talk about. And we'll trade off. So um, Corey, we can start with you. You'll do number five, and then I'll do number five from yours, and we'll bounce back and forth. All right. Sounds good. Okay. This will be a little weird because Corey has to view my list by me sharing my screen, yes. but that's fine. <laughs> um, so do you see anything on numbers 100 through 92 that would be a top five? Or do you just want me to scroll up? And... You'll just have to scroll up. And like anything that I would find interesting, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Let me know... Uh, I'm going too fast. <laughs> oh crap! What? <laughs> there's someone here. I'm like, oh, I've wanted to watch that. And there's a, like, I saw Rosemary's Baby, and I was like, oh man. Oh man, I am not looking forward to seeing that a second time. No, I'm not looking forward to seeing it. Like, I saw The Conjuring. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see that. Don't do. I don't have a ton of horror movies. And then that one was right after it, and I was like. Oh crap! Gotta make sure Hannah is not home. Yeah. When I watch it, yeah, you will. Yep. I had a freaking yeah. panic attack during that movie. Yep, that is. That's the scariest movie freaky. I've ever seen. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby freaked me the f out, man. Yep, I'm sure it did. Uh, did you get five or? Keep going to the top. Okay. I have. Well, we're gonna stop at twenty. I have a cup. Oh, okay. Right? Yes, okay. you're right. So I have a, let's see. Yeah, I wrote down, how many did I write down? There's a lot. Yeah, okay. And we can talk, and we can talk about it, but yeah, I've got five. Let me see. Oh, I haven't seen Looper. I have seen Looper. I haven't seen it more than once. Um... It's legit. Ooh, you have one on on here that I'm really excited about. It's going to go in my top five, so I won't tell you. Oh, I'm excited. Talladega? No, I am super stoked about that one, though. Um, Because I freaking love that movie. (laughs) Hannah hates that movie so much. She's like, why is it on the (laughs) list? That's hilarious. Oops. (laughs)
Did you have get out on your list? Do I have get out on my list? Is that what you said? No. Yeah. Okay. Did you like I get did. out? Okay. But it didn't crack your top 100? No. I thought it was people made too big of a deal out of it. Well, it was cool because it was like a popular horror movie. Um, I mean, like, was it well yeah. done? Yeah, oh, it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's great. It It is great. It's a great movie. Um, but I did think it was, once again, a little oversold. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have mine. All right. All right, Corey. So we've uh, had a chance to look over each other's lists, and we've picked out we have. five movies that we're excited about to talk about from the other person's list. So when you say your movie, it's off of my list. Um, yes. So we'll start with correct. you. Your number five movie that you're looking forward to talking about the most off this list. And, oh, also, okay. caveat. Yes. We stopped at the at number 20. Um, mainly yes, because we, we did. didn't want to give away our top anything in our top 20. Um, and also because our top 20 is pretty on brand. Like if you've listened to the show before, you could probably guess what our top 20 is. And so, of course, we're excited about those. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This is this is exciting. And as you guys listen, you'll get to hear that MJ and I have a lot of crossover, mm-hmm. but we also have like a lot of differences in terms of like it's not that i dislike any of the movies that mj has chosen but there's like there's some things we run in very different lanes and so there's just i haven't had a lot of crossover with some Mm -hmm. of these so number five on mj's list that i'm looking forward to watching and talking about is the conjuring oh yeah so so this is very much in line with what i was just saying that I don't have a ton of horror thriller movies represented on my list. I think maybe I have two. And that's just because I've never really loved horror movies. um, And I haven't really, like, understood them. But getting to hang out with MJ and getting to know him really well over the past couple years, I've come to appreciate them a lot more. And as growing as a filmmaker, I've come to appreciate them even more. So... I've heard lots of good things about The Conjuring. A lot of people have said it's one of the best horror films made in, like, the past decade. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know anything about the premise. Really? I know what the uh, – nope. I know what the title – I know what the cover of the movie looks like, and that's all oh, I know. Man. I don't even know who it's directed really? by. So, oh, yep. wow. I just I – don't, I don't live in that world, so – Oh, man, we got a while before we get to it, too. It's kind of high on my list. Um, Man, you saying that makes me excited for you to watch it. Um, My number five off of Corey's list is uh, Chef, the John Favreau movie. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, 
I've heard it's great. And it's one yeah. of those it's one of those I keep meaning to watch but keeps getting put off um for some reason. It's not that I think it looks dull. Um I just think that it's uh it's a it's a very relaxing movie from my understanding and so um I just usually when I sit down to watch a movie, I'm already in a relaxed state. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's why I haven't gotten around to it, but I'm really interested to see. Uh, also, Corey loves food movies. Um, and that comes from my yeah. wife. Yep. So, um, yeah. And so there's actually a few food movies on there that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, because I think, I can think of three food movies on your list, and I've only seen one of them. Oh, yep. all right. So my number four, then, off of your list, is funny because it's kind of represented on my list, but not exactly the same way, is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, okay. So I have never seen Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I know the premise of it, and the movie was remade kind Mm -hmm. of in the early 2000s, kind of with like a fun twist in it and it was shaped more as a comedy and some role reversal stuff but i've never actually seen like what it's been inspired by i know all the history behind guess who's coming to dinner and i know how controversial it was and i've read lots of things about it i just have never actually seen it it's outstanding it's so good uh and it is a comedy yeah it's really funny man there's i think i just it's a movie i just saw for the first time last year and uh I didn't know it was a comedy. There's some great jokes in there, man. It's funny. There's some funny, funny lines in that movie. Um, wow. I did not know yeah, that. Uh, I think, um, not to bring it up necessarily, but I think you have a very interesting perspective on both those movies. Um, yes. You know, being mixed race. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Everybody. Spoiler alert. Corey's yes, black and I... Hispanic. Um, Yay. And you know, and well, Black and also your wife is 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 white, and is white. So yeah. uh, literally, and um, and literally, her last name um, is was white. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, I think I'm interested to see. You know, obviously, her parents aren't freaking racists. So no, <laughs> no, no. So I assume your your version of this was much tamer. Um, but you know, I think that you do have a, a, a different perspective on it than maybe I do, even though I am mixed race, I'm half Mexican. Uh, I'm also half white. So, you know, that runs in our family. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's real good, man. It's a good movie. Um, my number four is one that I've seen a lot actually, and it's not in my top 100 and it, it's probably just outside of it, but I'm really excited we get to talk about it. And uh, it's Book of Eli. Yeah, Denzel. I just realized Denzel is not represented anywhere on my list, and that might change before we record next. What? Yeah, really? I don't think he is. Wow. Wow. He's like one of the best actors of his generation, and I don't think he's on here. Nope, he's not on your list. Wow. That's, yeah, that's going to change. I already know what, 
And I already know what, what Denzel movie is going on there, and it is a weird one, so look out. Um, now I'm trying to think through his, uh, his film. It was actually on TV when we were at the hotel in L.A. the other day, and uh, I loved it. But no, Book of Eli is outstanding. It's really good. Um, yeah. I think it's super underseen. Um, yes, agreed. I think it kind of came out and didn't really do anything, and man, that movie is so rich. Um there's a lot going on in it and it is it's so wonderfully thematic and uh, Mm -hmm. it is so good it's such a good movie i'm really looking forward i haven't seen it in a minute either so i'm really looking forward to revisiting that yeah me too i haven't seen it in a while so yep it's gonna be good yep uh all right Corey, you're number three all right my number three so, again, I don't live in this realm, but I have some history with this director, and you have spoken very highly of this movie, and I'm excited. My number three from your list is Dragon yeah. to Hell. So, my history with this director is Sam Raimi made the original Spider-Man trilogy, mm-hmm. The first one is great. The second one is incredible. Um, Spoilers, you'll probably hear it on my list. And the third one is terrible. But I love what he did with Spider-Man. And so you have spoken a lot about this movie. And you're like, oh, I love it. And it's great. And you saw it in theaters and all this stuff. So I'm just intrigued. Again, I have no idea what it's about i don't know the tone i don't know anything about it so just going in completely it's also kind of high on my list it's kind of my favorite horror movie you guys i love it so much um yeah it's i'm i'm really excited i like these picks you had um my number three is a movie that i haven't seen all the way through i've seen bits and pieces of and it's a movie that i consider kind of um Kind of like a Christmas story. And that's not necessarily a compliment. Um, oh. I don't like a Christmas story. Is a Christmas story on your list? Okay, no, cool. it's not. Um, and uh, I think that movie is real boring. I don't necessarily think this movie is boring, but it's not a movie that I've ever given a real shot or connected with when I have tried to sit down and watch it. And that's Hercules. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, I love Hercules. So, I, it's, I remember trying to watch it as a kid and I couldn't get into it. But in my Hollywood video days, one time someone, one of my coworkers put it on. And uh, there's a hilarious Oedipus joke in the movie. And that kind of piqued my interest. Like, I, it, it was... Oh, yeah, They, they yeah, go on a date. Herc and Meg go on a date, and they come out, and he goes, What do you think of that play? Man, you think your life is messed up? Look at Oedipus, or something like that. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I love Hercules. Um, yeah, it's one of my probably favorite Disney animated movies, and... The music is incredible. Mm. I mean, that's one of the things I really love about that mm-hmm. movie. But yeah, I'm I'm just excited to talk about like 
a lot of the thematic stuff. And like, you know, we were talking about on this podcast, like why do people connect with movies? That one has a lot of personal connection Mm -hmm. for me growing up as a kid and kind of like the whole crux that the movie is built upon. So I'm excited to talk about that. Cool. Uh, You're number two. Number two for me is this came out last year, the year before I didn't get to see it is hell or high water. Um, heard it was really good. Um, I think you guys did a podcast on it. Somebody talked about it. I listened to it someplace. Oh yeah. It got mentioned in our uh, end of year. Yeah. It was like notable, but you guys didn't actually like go into spoilers and stuff. And it just looks really intriguing. And a lot of the reviews I read for the movie just said it was like really solid Mm -hmm. across the board. Like not just solid, but like really good. It's like a type of movie that you just don't get. Like it just doesn't get made a lot today. So I just was really intrigued. Um, It's a Western, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more modern though. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, again, like as you guys will hear, different things that I don't have represented on my list. I don't have a ton of Westerns alongside horror movies. And so I'm just intrigued to uh, see what this is all about. Cause again, I don't know the premise. I don't really know anything about it. Cool. Yeah. It's uh like you said, real solid, real. I mean, that screenplay is dense, man. It's not, it's not dense in the sense that it's like hard to get through, but it is like, it is foundational storytelling at its best, um, which yeah. I'm a sucker for. You'll find that out as we watch this. Um, <laughs> wow, I think mine's locked in now. Um, I added my Denzel movie. It's right there. Uh, That's the one I was. Was it really? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was on TV. Like I said at the hotel the other day, and I was like, man, I really like this movie. Um, he he's great in that movie. My number two is a movie I've seen actually a bunch bunch i saw it four times in theaters and um it was on my list we were gonna have crossover with it and uh we don't now (laughs) um and i think the reason uh the, the part of the reason it left is because there was something else that i wanted to put instead obviously but also because i saw it represented on your list um yep it's slumdog millionaire 2008 was a banner year for movies, man. It is crazy. Um, It's crazy how many good movies came out in 2008. And it's a movie that really affected, you know, it's, it's 10 years old this year. um, And it's, it's a year that really affected, I think an entire generation of film writers. And I think it really um, helped us grow up a lot. That's the year I really started drilling down on getting serious about writing and doing this as a career because of how intense that year was, man. I mean, even the movies that flopped like were water watermark moments because um Crystal Skull came out that year and the movie's oh, terrible, yeah. but uh yep. it was it was a big deal that Indiana Jones was coming back to the big screen. Um and so you know, it was it was a nutty year, man. Freaking Dark Knight came out that year. Uh, Speed yep. Racer, which is on my list, um, came out. The uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man right? came out. It was the beginning of the yep. MCU. Tropic Thunder came out, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. 
Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it did come uh, out. Man, I oh, love man. that movie so much. A bunch of movies came out that year. Um, One of the Harry Potters came out that year. Uh, yep, yep. And Slumdog Millionaire is a movie that I kept hearing a lot about. It's the movie that made me care about the Oscars. Um, I kept hearing, like, this movie's fantastic. Go see it. I didn't know what it was about at all. Didn't really watch a trailer until the night I saw it. And I convinced a buddy of mine to go see it. Uh, Ryan, former co-host of the Before and After Show. Uh, we decided to go see it because it was playing in town. And I really wanted to support that kind of movies. We didn't get those kinds of movies a lot here. And we're getting them with more frequency, but it's taken a long time. Um, it wrecked me the first time I saw it, man. It just like, it struck such a chord <laughs> with me and just like the journey that this movie was about and this sort of honestly goofy, it's honestly a kind of goofy if you think about it, um, that this kid's entire life experience would lead to him answering every single question, right? Yeah. On a yeah. Show. It's like, yeah. it doesn't make a ton of sense, but I love that kind of heightened realism that the movie uh, takes yes. place in. And I saw it four times in theaters that year. Uh, I saw it. Wow. And it came out in December. So (laughs) I saw it four times. Yeah. uh, I took, I went that first night with um, Ryan. I took some friends to see it. I took a girl I was trying to impress to see it. And I took my parents to see it. And I bought it on DVD, watched it a couple times then. I, I don't think I've seen the movie since 2009. And... It's a movie that I really am nervous about revisiting because I think it doesn't hold up. And mm. I, I'm really nervous because in my brain, it's sort of this like it represents a lot of my like try. I, I actually tried to start a YouTube channel based on reviewing that movie. And uh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. I, there was it, it's they, they've since been deleted, but I have several movie reviews on YouTube uh, and I think that was the first one I did. And, uh, yeah, that movie meant a lot to me when it came out. And I don't know if that's correct now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really interested to go back and revisit this movie that meant so much to me. Like, like a movie like Dark Knight, that means a lot to me. I know that movie's really great still. Uh, yeah. Slumdog Millionaire, I don't think it's bad necessarily, but th- I have the sneaking suspicion that it's maybe not quite as a a uh, 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 like once you put it under the microscope, yeah. you know, it's like everything is going to get revealed. You turn the flashlight on, you see everything. Yeah. So I'm very just kind of fascinated by how you know a ten years older MJ is going to react to Slumdog Millionaire. Um, number one, Corey. Number one for me is Silence by Scorsese, oh. and uh, I have not gotten to see Silence oh. yet with uh, w- with Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver and Liam Neeson. I've heard tons of great things. Um, I'm just really excited because, like, first of all, he's a great mm-hmm. director. Second of all, the subject material is very interesting mm-hmm. to me. And, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was a movie that it got reviewed very well, but it barely made, like, a splash Mm -hmm. for critical audiences. And that's really sad, but 
I'm excited to dive into it. And I know the whole premise. I know the the whole plot even of like what happens in oh. the movie, but I just to experience it myself. Yeah. I'm uh, excited. Oh man, you're going to need a day with that one, man. Yep, that's what my uh that's what my friend told me. Yeah, there's a that's that's a movie you got to reckon with, man. Like that movie is yep. a movie you have to wrestle um in the best possible way, but it is exhausting before thinking about seeing it during the three hours watching it and the next couple days afterwards. <laughs> yes. Um, once again, all so. compliments, obviously, but man, yeah, it is, yeah. that movie is a force to be reckoned with. Um, my number one is the complete opposite of silence. It's a straight up comedy. Um, however, oh. uh, still dealing with two men who believe they're on a mission from God. Oh yeah, uh, the you've never the seen Brothers, that, have you? I have never seen it. Um, I don't know how that is possible. So here's the thing: I love music and I love movies. Uh, as a matter of fact, two uh, I have two concert films on my list, which is not normal. <laughs> um, but I really, really like music movies. Not necessarily musicals. I like musicals, but I like live performances recorded. And, yeah. uh, uh, actually I think probably my number 100 is going to be one of them. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, for whatever reason, have never gotten around to the Blues Brothers. Um, and I know it's not a live performance recorded. It's more plot driven than that. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. tons of cameos and like, it's a comedy and it's got a crazy car chase. Like it's got this whole litany of things associated with it that are completely up my alley. And, yeah, uh, you... I just have never gotten around to it. So I'm really excited to kind of that with fresh eyes and see like, okay, is this like, this movie sounds like incredibly my jam. Is it? Yeah. I think you're going to like it. So. Cool. Um, so I was thinking, um, yeah, we could pick one movie that we're excited for the other person to see off of our list and leave it at that. And then we'll tell them, well, actually, um, I think we should announce the movies for the next one so that people at home can watch them in the, in the next month. Um, if that's okay. Hello? Corey? I think it, it hiccuped for a little bit, so I didn't hear whatever you just said. Okay, so I was thinking we could pick one movie off of our list that we're excited for the other person to see. All right. And then I think we should announce the two movies for next month so that people at home can have a chance to watch them if they want. Yes, I think so. So that means I need to lock down... At least you're number 100. I mean, I feel like it's... All right, let me see. I think... Where is my list? I think I'm just going to switch something out because... I can in confidence... Like, I'm going to have to gut a lot of my list, but I feel like in confidence I can put a Spielberg movie in the 100 spot. 
And I know I want this one on my list. I have a lot. All right. Mm. Okay. Um, so what's one movie on here you're excited for me to watch? From All right. I'm excited for you. And this one is like any, anything goes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for MJ to watch. I mean, there's ones I'm just excited to watch again and talk about with you. Um, sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these you've probably already seen, but that's okay because... Um, all right. I, one that I am excited to watch and discuss with you that I'm sure that you probably have seen already, and I don't know if it's on your list, is Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not on my list. But that is one of those movies for me that when I saw it for the first time, I think it was one of the first like real war movies that I saw. Like, I saw it. I don't know. I probably saw it about the right age. Maybe I was a little bit young when I saw it. But I just remember being, like, hit with the weight of that movie. And mm -hmm. there's just so many good things about it. Like, Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Matt Damon in that movie. Just so many good things. So I'm just excited to watch that, for you to watch it, and for us to discuss it again. I know for me, it's been a while since yeah. I've seen it. Like, I don't know, like seven or eight years. So I'm excited just to go back and like look at it with more critical eyes. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, it's it a is. real good movie. Um, it's I so know. hard to pick one. It's so hard to pick one. There's so many good ones. Um. But the the selfish one for me is blowout just so freaking someone else will have seen that movie and I can talk about it with them uh, because it is my number one recommended movie to people whenever they ask me for a great movie that's kind of overlooked and uh, no one ever watches it when I tell them to watch it. <laughs> uh, um, but I think the one I'm most excited about is uh, L.A. Confidential. And we're going to get to oh. it kind of soon. It's going to be in our third episode. Um, and here's the thing. This people are going to get pissed off when they hear me say this. I want to retain our audience before we even start. Okay. <laughs> this is my 98th favorite movie. I've only seen the first half hour of it. How is that possible? Have you ever started watching a movie and been like, oh, this is great. Like I threw... So it's a long yeah. movie. 
And it's a noir, which means it needs a lot of attention. And it's not a movie you can start and stop and get interrupted in. And so both, I've tried to watch it about three times now. And it is so well made and acted and cast and written and compelling. And like, I so want to know what happens in this movie. Um, And like everything about it is like my jam, right? But for whatever reason, I keep getting interrupted when I try to watch it. So part of the reason it's on the list is because I'm finally going to be able to sit and watch it. But I really, I really like, even just in that first third of the movie, I can tell it's so, it's such an elevated filmmaking um, that it, it, it like, I can tell it's, it's going to be one of my favorites. Um, I just have this feeling. So if I'm wrong, I'm going to look like a dummy, but I really don't think I am. I mean, and that cast is out of control. Um, you got Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, uh, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> um, and uh, Kim Basinger, who won an Oscar. I think the movie got nominated for Best Picture, and like, it, it, and it's it's you know it's it's a movie that came out in 1997 and 90, and and 90s movies kind of don't hold up that well mm-hmm. aesthetically, but this movie looks timeless. Like it looks like you could have released it yesterday. Um, it's just, it's, it's just a movie that I can tell is going to be one of my favorites. And, um, you know, I, I, it's also a movie that really made waves when it came out. Like people loved it. Like I said, it was a huge box office success. I think it was a huge critical success. I got nominated for a bunch of Oscars, but, um, I really wasn't paying that close attention when it came out. Cause I was like nine. Um, but I think visiting it 21 years later, I think we're going to have a really cool perspective on it. And I just really like, I really think what you're going to do is you're going to see that you're going to watch this movie and you're going to be like, Oh crap. No, MJ was right to put this in his top 100 because, uh, without having finished it, because this thing is so well done on every level, even in the beginning that, it's something wow so i'm excited both for you and me to find out uh about it but i i really like the reason i'm most excited for you to watch is because i really kind of want that vindication of like i i know i'm not crazy for putting a movie i haven't seen all the way yeah on my list (laughs) i have to know that i was right yeah exactly which again a little bit selfish but um, yeah, I think it's, it's LA Confidential. We're going to get to it soon, which I'm excited about. Um, so that'll wrap it up. It's probably, this episode is probably a little bit longer than our normal yeah. episodes will be. Um, but that's fine. Uh, you get a nice meaty episode until, uh, next month. And, um, so Corey, what film off of your list do we have to look forward to next month? We have the pleasure of watching Bridge of Spies. Ooh, yeah, good movie. Good old Spielberg. Nice way to enter yep. into this whole process. Script by the Coen brothers who show up on my list kind of yes. a lot, I think. Um, and probably will pop up one more time before I finalize yeah. this thing. Um, on my end, we're going to watch a concert film. Um, we're going to watch Neil Young, oh. Heart of Gold. It is a 2006 movie. Um, directed by Jonathan Demme, who directed Silence oh. of the Lambs. Um, 
there are two men who I think are the best in history at directing concerts. And Jonathan Demme has unfortunately left us. Um, his last film was a concert film. And it was, I think, I think his last film was a concert film. It was uh, Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. Uh, that film is available on Netflix and it is also wow. Um, But the way he shoots live music is so good. And the way he shoots based on, you know, Neil Young, uh, Heart of Gold. So Neil Young has had this, this kind of um, really storied career. And this is a lot of his more country-inspired stuff. And so the way Jonathan Demme uses his camera to kind of get in there and film the intimacy of that versus when he's doing a big production like Justin Timberlake's concert, like just the way he knows how to do it is unlike anyone except a man whose con- a concert film of his will show later on my one. list, Martin Scorsese. I know Scorsese. one. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk yeah. about that when we get to that, but... Um, Neil Young Heart of Gold is a really, really, really great concert film. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's actually a great starting point if you're not familiar with Neil Young's music, because I was not until I saw this movie. And even though it's kind of a career retrospective at following a tragedy in his life, I think that it is a very good entry point for anyone who's been interested in Neil Young, um, because it's so many of his hits and they're so stripped down and you kind of get this really, you can really live Mm -hmm. in the songs. I think so. I'm really, really excited for this one, actually. All right. Well, that is a that is quite the yeah. uh, variety to start us off. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, right out the gate, kind of two roads diverged yeah. in yellow wood. Uh, <laughs> yellow wood, like it is. It is total opposite, kind of. But I think I think though that one of the things um, is. I really went into my, and we'll close out on this. I really went into my list with a philosophy of wanting to represent a lot of different things that I love about the movies. And so I kind of, it's been kind of a struggle to really like hit everything I love about movies because I love so many things about them. But, um, you know, I think these, these lists are very personal to us. And so even though it is going to be a lot of positive gushing on the movies we have on our lists, um, I think that I think that that um I just really like the idea of celebrating what we love mm-hmm. about cinema and having two people who come at it from a different angle celebrating the different things they love about it. Yes. And you know, with my list, I feel like there are some similar things, but it's so hard to choose movies because there's so many things I love about film. But like I said Mm -hmm. earlier, some of these choices are personal favorites where some of these movies, I don't have a deep personal love for them, but there's something that they did either like through the story, the storytelling, the direction, the cinematography that I just thought was really well done and as like someone who is growing mm-hmm. and learning to appreciate different parts of movies, different genres, different styles, all these different things, I was like, that needs to be on my list. So yeah. I hope for you guys listening that as you get to walk alongside us and talking about these different movies, like, yeah, there are movies that we're just going to gush a ton about and just be like, I love it and it's fantastic, where there's other movies where... I feel like both of us will probably like focus in on like different aspects 
of like the writing or the filmmaking or something that we really love even if we like wouldn't consider that movie like you know our bread and butter you know or like it's yeah yeah and so i think that will be cool for you guys again as we're all like learning because it's like i'm going to be learning like why does mj love this movie and vice versa i think it'll be cool for you guys to see like a lot of different avenues and vantage points of like why we chose these films yep yeah i agree um that'll do it for episode zero of are we calling this thing cinematic i mean i like i like that i also thought about like you know like like movie i don't know movies in my blood like i don't know Mm -hmm. whatever one of these things i'll do it for something untitled name redacted yeah that'll do it for episode zero of untitled podcast uh Please, please, please submit your names. Yes. I'm not joking when I say there is something uh, in it for you. Um, MJ, where can where can they yeah, submit just, names to? Um, you can submit names either on the post on Facebook on the Real Perspective page um, for this. Because this, this is going to get uh, posted in the Real Perspective feed. It's going to be on the Real Perspective page. Um, it's sort of a subset of Real Perspective. It's not quite its own spinoff show. Mainly that's because... Um, I don't want to pay for a second feed. Um, And, uh, you know, I, uh, I think it'll also be convenient for you to, to get your fix of, of, you know, me talking at you. Hopefully if you listen to the show, you like that. Um, (laughs) and with a different person than, than Mike. Um, and, uh, if you're a, a fan from way back, it'll be, a great way to get a dose of myself and Corey yeah, podcasting again. Like so good old days. Um, you know, just, f- yeah, just for simplicity's sake, it's all just going to land right there in the real perspective feed. Um, so like real perspective, that's R E E L perspective on Facebook. If you don't already, you can also submit your name by, um, yep. Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at MJ Smith, eight, nine, one, um, real perspective does not have a Twitter presence, but, uh, both of us do. I'm very active yes, on Twitter. Is. It's probably my favorite social media site. Um, I love it for some reason, even though leadership sucks, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great tool to connect with people because it's a little less personal than yes. Facebook. Um, so I don't feel like you're in my business <laughs> if, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, so yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at MJ Smith eight, nine, one. You can submit those to either myself yep. or Corey. Corey, where you are you? You can find me on the Twitter sphere at, uh, cat in the hat 49. So you can tweet at me there. I also mentioned earlier, we have a YouTube channel affiliated with real perspective. It's called real filmmaking. So you can check out stuff over there. Um, I might have some stuff coming in the uh the coming weeks kind of tied to uh the launch of this podcast so stay tuned for that dope that's awesome um yeah that'll do it uh i'm excited to be back i'm excited to yeah, do this uh so your homework go ahead what what's that no that's all i had the- what did you say oh <laughs> um your uh oh hang on oh My boss that's not good Yep. It's good to answer the phone when Hello? the boss calls. Sure. MJ's still on the phone, so I could technically say whatever I want right now because 
he's not listening. Maybe he's listening, but he can't actually respond to what I'm saying. So I can say whatever I want. <laughs> that was not work related, but I did like that call. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Phone calls with bosses are good. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're really excited for you guys to listen to this. I think this is going to yeah. be a great podcast. Your homework, uh, if you want. Um, if you don't, I get it. We're you don't d- have like, to do it. There's a bunch you, of horror. But... And you don't have to do this, especially because, like, I'm asking a lot of Corey as it is with the amount of horror, silent music, like, well, you know, live concerts and uh, you know, I know there's stuff here. that you will have to suffer through for me, like... Uh, Les Mis and Greatest Showman and musicals of all types, but yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot to ask of all of you guys, Uh, but we'd love for you to watch along with us. mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that'll help, you know, um, I think it it, it can help you determine what you like and what you don't, if you don't necessarily know if you have a good grasp on that. Um, And there's nothing wrong with opening yourself up to... uh, the the breadth of film um i think uh so yeah uh your homework like i said should you choose to accept it before next month um neil young heart of gold bridge of spies uh bridge of spies uh watch at least one of them i would say probably so you know what's going on (laughs) on at least half the podcast uh bridge of spies probably a little more accessible tom hanks um but yeah that'll do it uh until next time we'll see you here on name redacted the podcast that was once uh the movies movies are life life movies hashtag life movies (laughs)